This is the 1010 Life Podcast. Live to the full in body, beliefs, and business. Here's your host, Paul B. Evans. Hope everybody is doing well. We're in the full swing of the holiday season. I think I've just about maxed out my weight gain and I've got to retarget, get back on track and back on plan, which really brings us to the topic of today's show, which is, is it biblical to set my own goals? This question comes in from Dwayne Morris. You can visit him online at morrismatters.com, M-O-R-R-I-S matters.com. Had to say that because my Southern may not always understand my words. And here I am flying without an interpreter. His actual question was, Paul, let's hear your perspective on goal setting from a biblical perspective. Is Jesus cool with me setting my goals? It's a great question because as believers, we want to do what the Lord would have us to do, right? I had a friend of mine that years ago would not make a move unless he felt like he got an answer. Caused him to be unemployed for about six years. I was like, dude, it is not against the rules for you to go out and actually get a job. You will not be disobedient for making this type of decision. But it's a great question. Does Jesus mind if I set my goals? Does the Father mind if I've got some dreams, personal dreams for my own life, personal directions for my own life? Or is everything supposed to be so centered on the spiritual that physically or even vocationally or even dream-wise, goal-wise, and vision-wise, do I not get to own any of that myself? Well, let's see what scripture says, because you guys know that that's where I love to base as much as possible. And guess what? Scripture does not say a ton about goal setting, and there's not actually a step-by-step process laid out in scripture on here's the proper way to set goals. You know, when we think about goals on the positive side, you've got something like Proverbs 6, 6 through 11, that says, go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer, gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Well, that seems to indicate that we need to be setting some goals, right? That we need to not simply be sitting around and hoping things happen, but that we need to be diligent. Proverbs 21.5 says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. So that sounds like we should set goals. But then on the opposite side, you've got something like James 4, 13 through 15. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. So it kind of makes it sound like don't set any goals, don't make any plans, don't claim anything yourself. But there is a little bit of hint in there, isn't it? If it's the Lord's will, then we will do those things. And I think that's a big hinging element of how we set our goals and why we set our goals. And then you've got Matthew 6. Let's look at verse 31. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, 
hey, you don't necessarily need to set any goals. God's going to take care of you. Be focused on the spiritual. Seek first the kingdom and let that be it. So in three sections of scripture, we kind of see yes, set goals. No, don't set goals. And it really doesn't matter if you set goals or not. God's going to take care of you. And so with those types of scriptures in place, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing about whether or not we should even set goals and whether or not God even cares what we do with our life. Is everything so spiritual that there's nothing about the physical at all? Well, in Mark 1, we've got a picture of Christ where he spent the day healing. He spent the evening healing. He gets up early the next morning and it says that very early in the morning while it was still dark, this is Mark 1, 35, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, well, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. This is why I have come. Now, if there's anybody who knew his purpose, obviously it was Christ. If anybody was getting personal direction, it was him. But you can see that there was a process. There was a goal. There was an avenue. There was a direction. It wasn't simply, hey, let's just wake up today and just see what happens. He woke up and he prayed and he sought direction, and that's the direction that he went in. And I think as far as goal setting, from a biblical perspective, that's what we do. Whether it's to lose weight, whether it is to increase income, whether it's to to grow spiritually, to grow in our personal relationships. The question is, Lord, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? And if we look at the root of some things that are very just common and practical things, then we know if we're operating from this desire of the kingdom, that the better shape we're in, the more useful we're going to be for the kingdom. The more money we make, the more useful we'll be for the kingdom. Does God want us setting selfish goals that only impact us? I don't think that's biblical. But does he want us setting goals, moving forward, having vision, having purpose, having direction, even if it's what we decided on, if it's going to bless the kingdom? Yeah, I think so. I think he's not intimidated by that. He's not bothered by that. I think he's given us that choice and that free will. Some people have been selected for specific purposes, have a very closely defined role on their life and purpose on their life. And then there's others that don't receive that at all. Even though that it's kind of common theology that God has a wonderful plan for your life, like it's very individualized. But we see throughout Scripture that there were seemingly only a handful selected at a time. You've got Moses who went in to deliver the Israelites from Egypt, and it wasn't like there were two million Moses. There was one. And he had his brother Aaron leading with him. And so there was one that was called and others who had their choice to, to follow, their ability to live out their life. Now Christ does even some extended teaching on the cost of being a disciple, which indicates the principle of goal setting. So large crowds traveled with Jesus. This is Luke 14. And they, he turned to them and said, if anyone comes after me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. That's pretty rough, pretty strong, right? And whoever does not take, carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Verse 28 of Luke 14. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you've got enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. How many times have we done that in our goal setting? 
that we started. We didn't plan detailed enough. We came up against something that we weren't prepared for and we weren't able to finish it. Verse 31, or suppose a king is about to go out to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he'll send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything cannot be my disciples. So the principle here, even though it's ultimately about following Christ, it's also about what happens in our life day to day, that we've got to count that cost. We've got to see what we're up against. And he's not saying that it's unholy to plan. It's not wrong to count the cost. In fact, it's wise. And that's a big part of the way that we're supposed to live our lives. And then we've also got the picture of Ananias and Sapphira that is usually used as an extremely negative example. But there's one little piece that is often left out. You know, we hear about them lying to the Holy Spirit, keeping back part of the proceeds. But Peter said, while it was in your possession, wasn't it yours to do with as you wanted? It wouldn't have been wrong. It wouldn't have been unholy. It wouldn't have been sinful for them to sell their property, give half of it, give 20% of it, give 10% of it to the apostles and say, here's, here's what you guys get. Because it wasn't a hard and fast rule that you give up your land and give it all away. It was theirs. So our lives, in one sense, they're not our own because we've handed them over to Christ. And yet in another sense, they are our own to do with what we want. Hopefully we are setting goals and making decisions that are going to be focused on the kingdom. So does God want us setting goals? I think he does. But ultimately for his greater good and greater purpose, I don't think that he's too pumped if we're setting so, uh, selfish goals that are only about us, only benefit us, and don't benefit others around us for the cause of Christ and for the kingdom. Well, let's close out with 2 Corinthians 5, 9. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we're at home in the body or away from it. So ultimately, our goal setting, whatever it has to, to deal with, whether it's physical, financial, intellectual, spiritual, relate, everything that we're doing, relational in our life, is ultimately to be about His purpose and about His will. Some of you guys may be blessed enough to receive like a direct word, this is exactly what you're supposed to do. Others of us may not receive that direct word, but we still set those goals we still have that dream. We still have that vision to ultimately be able to live that life, the life that God desires, the life that God wants for the greater good, for the kingdom, and for life to the full. Appreciate you guys being here today. Join us online at the1010.life. The1010.life. As always, live full.